that was another good thing about hanging out in the in the press tent was yeah. I just got to hang out with all these bands and stuff. Yeah. And they're just funny people, you know. <laughs> Doing it again. Yeah, we're doing it. We're going to get it right this time. Doing it over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to listening to us for the next hour of your life. You're very lucky. Um, (laughs) no, No, actually, we are very thankful that you guys are giving you know, our podcast listen. We hope that you're enjoying it. Uh, we have a lot of fun putting it together. Um, and we're just excited to bring you guys new stories every time we release an episode. Um, <laughs> wait, so. way to leave that one open. <laughs> we, well, were, yeah. we were aiming for every Tuesday. We were. But we're seeing how that goes. So yeah, this this episode we finally got to meet and hang out with the illustrator who actually did the artwork for our podcast. So we were really stoked about that. He's a super talented guy named Sanj Riddle or Song Riddle, mm-hmm. and um, I always pronounce the E, and I should not, but that is my bad. I'm sorry. Well, our phones um, also autocorrected to Sponge all the time, and so did. yes, <laughs> so. So that also happened. It's not, it's not Sanjay. It's not Sponge. <laughs> it's Song. It's Song. And he is awesome. And he is really talented, super cool dude. And <clears throat> our friend Adam, side note, you should be on our podcast, and uh, got us in touch with him. And then, you know, so we only communicated with him via email. And we knew that we wanted him to be a part of it because he actually, he's, he loves music. He's been a part of the London punk scene He's lived all over the States and he's just like all around a really interesting human being. And on top of that, he has done a lot of artwork for bands. Um, He's actually put on some festivals. So he had a lot of great stories. And so we were lucky and very fortunate and happy to sit down with him for an hour and hear some of them. Yeah. And if if you want to, you know, if you like his work and you'd like to work with him, um, you can check his portfolio out at uh, songriddle.com it's s-o-n-g-e-r-i-d-d-l-e.com yes and we will also have a link to uh, his his uh, portfolio up on our website which is talesfromthepitpod.com where you can also get bonus material about everything that we talked about in this episode and with that take a listen <laughs> We were rocking out to Slayer earlier in Before preparation. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and I know that they're coming soon. Are you going to see them? Probably not. I um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. To me, it's Slayer without Jeff Hanneman is not really Slayer. It's like two guys. It's just Tom Araya and Carrie King right now, you know. Mm. Uh, so uh, I kind of feel like, like I'm not really watching the band that I want to see. Yeah. You know? It's like a... I mean, I don't know much about them, so I don't really have, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know who you're talking about, okay. <laughs> which is terrible. I think you probably know more about them than I do. Well, but it's still like the main idea of like, yeah. you know, you see a band, right? Yeah. Like, and how much of that band is still there if members are still, are not right. in it anymore. Right. Like yeah. even like for, for you, right? We'll, we'll speak in, in LT language. Uh, Fleetwood Mac announced the tour now, and someone and Lindsay's, not in that band. Yeah, he left the Who's band. Not, so not Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's that's like a so yeah. no, no. And I know I know exactly how to relate that to other bands. Yeah. I'm just saying to this specific band, I don't know who these people are, so I can't really, <laughs> I I can't really comment on that specific band. I can comment on Fleetwood Mac and, and other bands like that. <laughs> that yeah. is kind of different. But um, I would actually probably go see Fleetwood Mac. They're so good. (laughs) They're so good. I actually was fortunate enough to see them when Christine was touring with them again. Uh So it was like the full second band. Because actually, you know how the original band was without Stevie and Lindsay, and then they joined. uh, What's what was the the first guy's name when they were more of like a blues band? 
I don't remember either, but it was the the drummer Peter Green. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, that yeah, and it's funny how like just bringing in two different other people changes the entire dynamic. And yeah, stuff of them, but um, yeah, no, they are. They are pretty great. I mean, now I don't know what it would be like seeing them without Lindsay, though, because his guitar skills are just phenomenal. Right. But anyway, <laughs> enough about Fleetwood Mac. I don't think that's that's how much I don't know about Fleetwood Mac. Is that I immediately assumed it was a lady because it was Lindsay. Right. That's my knowledge of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I mean, that that's like a common thing. If you hear the name Lindsay, you don't think that's yeah. a man, but yeah. he's got really, really fast fingers, and ah. he is phenomenal. But. Anyway, back to Slayer. Uh, metal. <laughs> Speaking of fast fingers, so back to Slayer. <laughs> back to fast fingers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. Woo! <laughs> um, I actually, I went on a metal cruise this February. Oh, did you? Is that the 7,000 tons of metal yeah. thing? Yeah. You went to that. Yeah. That's have cool. you ever done that? I, I haven't. I have a couple friends in Minneapolis that go every year. Yeah. It looks amazing. I've always wanted to go. It's really, yeah. so... Um, a friend of mine asked me to go, and I I like metal, but it's not my, it's not my, I'm not as knowledgeable in that yeah. genre as I am others. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, this looks fun. Like, I'll go. And so we went, and it was a great time, and he's into Slayer and, like, all that stuff. But what, when you, when you said, like, oh, I want to talk about Hellfest in, in 2007, that's actually one of the festivals that I'm like, I want to go to that one year. To like, Hellfest. Yeah. Yeah. It Hellfest looks is crazy. so awesome. Yeah. Even if I don't like the bands, it just sounds like a good time. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it's it's wild. And the, Fre- the French metal fans are really enthusiastic about it as well, you know. So it's like a fun group, of, like group of friendly, energetic people, you know. So how did you end up over there? What did you... Well, I was living in England for seven years, so between... Oh, were you in London? I was in London, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of a fun time. I, I was there from 2002 to 2009. Oh, we overlapped. Oh, you were there too? Yeah, for uh-huh. like four months. Uh-huh. Not well, exactly the same, but okay. Where were yeah. you? Um, I lived in Farringdon, or okay. off of Farringdon. Where were you? Uh, Tottenham, Hackney. Okay. North, northeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was east east. Yeah. Okay. Regular east. <laughs> True east. True, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the time, my wife, my wife is a concert photographer. Oh, neat. And she worked for regular, she worked regularly for a magazine called Terrorizer that does like, you know, they focus on like extreme rock music of various kinds. Sometimes it's punk, sometimes it's metal. It's mostly metal, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're not totally closed-minded to, you know, different subgenres of underground mm-hmm. music. Um, and they sent her out to photograph the festival. And somehow or another, she managed to get me, in. You know, like there as her assistant or like whatever. You know, she did that a lot. You know, That's like awesome. She just, <laughs> you know, I think like for Mike Patton and for Opeth, she was just like, "Yeah, he's my assistant," just because I wanted to go hang out. <laughs> 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 We're gonna come back to that in a minute, uh, okay. the whole Mike Patton thing. Okay. But we'll we'll just sidebar that. And yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So they flew us out there, and it was the two of us and one of their journalists, and they put us up in a hotel, which is actually more of a pain in the ass than if we had just camped out at the festival because the hotel was like 30 miles away from the grounds, and it was pouring rain the entire weekend. It was just just pouring rain, just buckets of rain. It was, it was Everybody was up to their knees in mud, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so every night when it was over, we had to figure out some way to get back to the hotel, even though the train stopped running. Uh, I think a couple times we like got uh, we got like a van ride with like some Indonesian guys that had (laughs) driven over for the show. Somebody take me to where I need to lay down. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Uh, So yeah, that's how I wound up there. (laughs) So do is there any um, any particular performance? that you witnessed that makes it your most memorable? I mean, or is were, it just the experience overall, just 
going there and being the assistant in air quotes and yeah. meeting people. Was be, and being the drunk. <laughs> so was being, the, being the drunk in the press tent. <laughs> in fact, I, I recall drinking so much that on, on the Sunday, the last day, the people at the bar in the press tent stopped charging me for drinks because they were like, I've never seen anybody drink as much as you, which was kind of flattering, but also like, you know, maybe I need to reassess what I'm doing with my life. Um, there were a lot of really good performances at that one. Uh, you know, we had been on the topic of Slayer. Slayer was pretty amazing at that. And that was, it was just sort of happenstance the way that that happened because, uh, the first day they were really disorganized and, you know, everybody was on late. Mastodon actually stormed off the stage because they were pissed off about going on as late as they were, things not being together and mm-hmm. only getting to play like five songs or something, you know, it was like a really short set for them. But the headliner on the main stage that day was supposed to be Corn, mm-hmm. uh, which everybody at the festival was like, that's ridiculous. How are you going to have Slayer play before Corn? And everybody's <laughs> laughing about it, you know. Corn, because it was raining, said that they didn't want to perform because they were afraid of being electrocuted or whatever. And so, I mean, all right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of fair, but you know. Uh, yeah. But then people are like, oh, you know, pussies. You're not, <laughs> you're not <laughs> yeah. metal or whatever. <laughs> Of course, that's the response. I thought right. that. I just didn't want to be the first one to say it. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. All that Slayer pressure finally got to yeah. me. Like, you know what? Maybe Slayer should. Be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that was at the time when they were doing that tour of the entirety of Rain and Blood, where they would, they would you know, play Rain and Blood in order uh-huh. as part of their set. And they didn't go on until 1 o'clock in the morning Yikes. because it was so disorganized. And... It was like a lightning storm and pouring rain while they were playing Rain and Blood. And it was incredible. It was like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was like a highlight for me. Were you in the crowd or because you had your, your um, assistant title, were you able to be? I was right up front. Uh, my wife was in the, in the press pit, so she was, you know, in, in the very front photographing the band. But, you know, uh, I was right up against the, the gate. You know, they have mm-hmm. those little fences yeah, that they yeah, put yeah. up so that people can't mess with the photographers or jump on the stage and yeah. mess with the band and stuff. So, so you were behind that or you were right behind the gate, nice. like in the front. Yeah. Nice. Did yeah. you have to wait a while to stand there? Or were you just like, nah. this is wrong? No. no not Every time I've ever gotten that close, I've had to wait for like 75 hours. That's more than one day to get to that spot. So how did you pull that off? It's more than three days. Yes. That's how committed yeah. I was. It's like waiting for Star Wars tickets. iPhone, early iPhone level commitment. Yeah. Right. Yes. The new Jordans. <laughs> so did you just like yeah. hop over? You were like, no, this is where I am now. No, nah, okay. we just walked up. I, you know, the thing was, it was right. easy for us to get up there because we were in the press area and off to the side, there was like a big cafeteria where all the band and the press people all kind of hung out and they gave us free food all day. Mm-hmm. But that was, that was right to the side of the main stage. So it was easy for us to just sort of walk over and be right there. So they give you free food, but not free alcohol. No, that just seems a little strange. They gave us free cups. That said well, Hellfest that's nice. on them. <laughs> that's Aww. nice. At least they wanted you to maybe um, use the same cup so you could not, have as much garbage? Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably the there idea. There you go. And where was it? So it was in outside of yeah, Paris. Yeah, it's in Clisson, which Clisson. is... Uh, so our hotel was in Paris. It, like I said, it was about 30 miles outside of Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Paris? No, outside of outside of Nantes is where it was. We flew uh, into Nantes. Okay. Yeah, don't listen to me. I only know, like, some things. I know it's in France, and I assume yeah. that if it's in France, it's somewhere around Paris. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a safe bet, right? If it's, you know, anyway. Yeah. It's pretty small. I mean, European countries are rel- relatively small in comparison to yeah. the United States. Yeah. Know? It's, like, smaller than Texas. Yeah. So so you were saying that the, the French uh, crowd is very... 
what was the word you used? Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Yeah. What? How would you compare them to crowd like the same type of crowd in the states? Nobody was presenting. <laughs> you know, everybody was just kind of like happy to be there and friendly and welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't like a sort of like you know people standing in that way where where their weight is evenly distributed between both legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of like yeah. tough guy sort of awkward stance that guys in heavy bands like to pose in on their album covers. Nobody's really doing that sort of thing. The and, arms crossed. Yeah, trying I'm, pose, to be, I'm trying to pose yeah, in like trying. that right now. <laughs> it's not working, but right. <laughs> Yeah, nobody was too cool. Everybody was really just really friendly and happy and smiling despite horrible conditions. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. um, well, I mean, you get all the way out there and you're watching your favorite band. And I think no matter what the weather is, you're going to be like, you're committed. You're there. So if you're getting muddy, you're getting muddy. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I, I think that I had a very similar experience on the cruise too. Cause there was a lot of Europeans on the cruise. Cause they, it's like, a, they love metal over there. Yeah. And there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, Norwegian bands and band like metal bands from Finland and stuff like that. Oh my goodness, so many, so many people. Um, there's I saw about 21 bands that weekend. Wow. Um, I'm not gonna lie, most of them were chosen for me, and I was like, yeah, I'll just go see that band. And every time I picked a band based on just the name, because I didn't really know a lot of the bands on the cruise, they were terrible. <laughs> so I learned very quickly to just listen to Rob, and he was like let's go see this band because I actually know they don't suck. <laughs> and then we would do that. So I tried and failed multiple times. But um, I'll get to the bands in a second. But the people I found were the same way. Mm-hmm. They were Everybody was just having a good time. Nobody was like, nobody was like throwing elbows or doing like asshole stuff. They were literally just dancing around, which is what I think I said to you earlier. They have sweet dance moves. And they're just like always boogieing and just like happy and dancing. And sweet. I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting going on this cruise, but it wasn't, it exceeded. I didn't have an expectation, but I also had like kind of a vision of what I thought it was going to be. And it was way better. And way very welcoming, and it felt just like a big community on a boat. We were just hanging out with people, listening to good music, and um, yeah, it was awesome. But some of the bands that I remember, uh, this one band in particular, they're not really, a, I guess they're a metal band. They're called Ailstorm. Yes. They are awesome, yeah. and they are so fun. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I'm actually going to see them in September because like they're playing a- at Gramercy. It's like pirate pirate themed yes! metal. Yes, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's and they just like have a grand old time up there, and they just joke around. But they're really good musicians. Yeah, so it's neat. Um, another band that I really liked is called Insomnium. I don't know them. They're good. They're really good. They're like melodic death metal, I okay. guess. Um, which I have found is my metal preference. Melodic and so pirate metal. metal and melodic death metal are is what <laughs> like Opeth or like uh, yes. all yeah, that but Swedish stuff like at the gates and that sort of thing. I'm you supposed know. to listen to them and I haven't yeah. yet. I've been told I would like them. Yeah. But I have not listened to them yet. Yeah. But there there is a lot of really good bands um on that, but again, the crowd really made it too. Because yeah. I didn't know anything going in. I knew I did I think I knew I listened to Alestorm once. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're fun. And that was it. And they were amazing. They were so fun. So I can definitely understand the whole enthusiastic crowd aspect yeah. of, of what you're saying. But, okay, so back up a little bit to hanging out with Mike Patton. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Like you a big fan? Um, I, I'm a fan. I, would, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan at this table. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like a like a Mike Patton nerdy fucking like Mike Patton's is like second coming of Christ person. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> those people exist for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, they totally exist. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Disclaimer. I'm not one of those. He has flaws. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like we, I love enjoy- Mr. Bungle. Mr. Yes. Bungle was it for me. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. And we just, we saw him recently, um, 
at a show, and that was the first time I think I've ever seen him perform. So I was just wondering what he's like. He was really cool. Yeah. He's like a really laid back, like down to earth person. Um, I don't know if I expected anything different. I'm not a huge fan of of things that sound like spooky clown music. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's my genre too, spooky clown music. There you, know, you go. I'm into it. Yeah. Cool. But uh, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him as as an artist. You know. Yeah. Uh, and. And she just brought me along and, you know, we chatted and he was just a really easy person to talk to, just a really easygoing guy. And I think one of the things that sort of sort of stood out with him is that he there was no there was no no pretense at all, you know, and he just sort of talked about what it was like to have achieved that level of fame at like 18 or however old he was when. Mm he joined Faith No More as, like, really young, you know? So he went through all the rock star stuff already. Yeah. And at that point was just, like, a normal guy that wanted to make music, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's super friendly. I was was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I mean, that's just, the whole story, though, just, okay, so you're living in London, you're hanging out, having a great day, and all of a sudden, you're, was she your wife at the time, or your your wife at, yeah, Yeah. Um, I didn't know if she was your girlfriend then, and, but um, she's like, hey, I'm going to go to this, you know, awesome festival in France, and oh, by the way, you're going to be my assistant, so you're going to get all these perks. Yeah. That just is Fucking awesome. <laughs> there were so many good bands at that as well. <clears throat> Emperor played that too. Emperor played. They were amazing. <laughs> yeah. They played on the main stage at main stage, I think, the second night. Emperor and Slaved were also amazing. Neurosis played. That was one of the best times I've ever seen Neurosis. Uh Walls of Jericho, Mastodon, Napalm Death. I talked to Brujeria for like Two hours and the entire time they never took their masks off. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, I don't know who I'm really talking to. Well, that was kind of funny because I'm actually, I'm originally from Los Angeles. And conversation started because we just had people in common from like, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, that time period. And uh, so we wound up kind of chatting about ridiculous L.A. people for a while. There's enough ridiculous New York people, too. There's ridiculous people everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Yeah, I was looking at the the set list of everybody that played that show, and, and like, a couple... I recognized a couple of band names, but the Converge played that show, and I was like, I know them! (laughs) (laughs) I listened to them. (laughs) So I don't know if you're a fan of theirs, but... That was the first time I'd ever heard them. Really? Yeah. And? Yeah, they're fun. They're good. I mean, they're great live. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're great to watch. That guy's got a lot of energy. Yes. (laughs) He's the conductor. (laughs) Yeah. He totally is. I think we saw them open up for Neurosis, right? Yeah. Yeah. last time? Warsaw. Were you there? At Warsaw, I was yeah. at that as well. Oh, yeah. fun! Yeah. That's so, I bet you we've been to a bunch of It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. So is metal your... I grew up in punk. Oh, okay. Uh, I've always liked punk and metal, uh, but I grew up in, in the punk scene, and my favorite stuff has always kind of been the area where the, where the two meet. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, you know, I listened to a lot of crust and grindcore mm-hmm. when I was young, and that's really that's heavily. It's like metal influenced by punk or punk influenced by metal. You know, thrash metal and, and that sort of thing. You know, so the the places where where punk and metal meet are my favorite things to listen to. But so, did you go to a lot of shows when you were a kid too? Yeah, 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 always a lot. And you grew up in L.A., so you did. I grew up part of the time in Los Angeles. Part of the time in Atlanta, part of the time in Minneapolis. I left home when I was 16. And when I was a teenager, I just traveled around and went to a lot of different shows and stuff. I came, I got here at 18. So that was 1993. And I've seen tons of shows in New York as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, is there any specific, and I'm just 
asking off the cuff questions. So if you mm. don't have an answer, just say pass. <laughs> but <laughs> just be like, I pass. But is there, um, do you see a difference between like seeing shows in LA, Atlanta, New York? Do you have a Minneapolis? Do you have a preference of any of the scenes that you're a I've, part of? I've always felt more comfortable in New York than anywhere else. Ah, do tell. And that's probably why I stayed <laughs> yeah. for as long as I did. I mean, it's weird to say I stayed because I, you know, I came to New York in 93 and stayed until 2002, left for seven years, came back in 2009, and then moved to Jersey City three years ago. Jersey so, City's great. Yeah. I say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a good time here. I still think that, I mean, Brooklyn still is where I would, if there's a show over there, it's worth the two river travel to yeah, go over. It's not far. You no. go on like an hour maybe. Yeah. On the way there, on the way back, can be forever. Yeah, definitely. After the show, at like 1 o'clock in the morning when the train runs like once an hour or something. Yeah, Yeah, you're just like, do-do-do-do-do. That's when you either need a good book or good company. Yeah. And that is Or a good cab. (laughs) Or a good cab. Get cabs from from Brooklyn out here. That's got to be a really expensive cab. Well, ride. no, you know, like a lift or something. Cabs. Yeah. You have to negotiate with the yellow cabs. I hate doing that. I can't do it. Yeah. No, because I, I don't know what's appropriate to like say. Like, oh, forty bucks. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, so I don't even bother. I haven't taken like an actual real cab in quite some time. Yeah. I would get in and be like, um, I didn't tell you where I'm going. <laughs> I have to tell you where I'm going. Okay, where am I going? Because, you know, on your phone, you just plop it in. Like, I'm going here, and then you're there. Yeah. It's magic. It's uh, Harry Potter coming to life. That's what left a new bar. Magic. <laughs> How did we get to Harry Potter? I will. How didn't we get to Harry Potter? Oh, do you like Harry Potter? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched the first six movies. Oh, you have to watch the last two. Yeah, I know. I've got them at home. I'm just being lazy. I'm and too we'll lazy, lazy to watch a movie. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, be lazy and watch the movies. But uh, we digress. Um, back to, so we're in France. We hellfested. We hung out with Mike Patton. Yes. <laughs> and we got drunk and then, and I'm saying we and it's you, but I'm pretending I was we're there. We're all on the ride together yeah, now. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> but you had also mentioned that you put together... A festival over yeah. there? What, what was that all about? Um, there is, once a year, there's like a punk's picnic. Ooh. And so there's a, a, I think it's Victoria Park. I believe it's Victoria Park. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. There's a, a big park, you know, usually what happens is there's like a week of shows or a weekend of shows and then there's a, a, a picnic in the park on the Sunday. To Is this in London? Or yeah, yeah, every year. Oh. Yeah. And so, okay. so, you know, people yes. come from other places in Europe and hang out and sit in the park and drink and <laughs> talk shit, you know. Have that's a grand a, old time. It's a nice time. It is. It's messy. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we put together, uh, uh, one year we put together the the picnic. So it was like... I think 30 bands from various places in Europe. It was like bands from London. There's a couple bands from from France, like and Lost Lost Cherries. I think were from from France. Um, spine wrench. Was it Spine Wrench? See, this is all so long ago. I can't even remember <laughs> at this point. And it's all right. you there's know, a lot of bands. it's also one of those things that. You know, you're partying the whole time as well, so you kind of lose track of what's going on yeah. around you and stuff. But yeah, that kind of stuff. That was me and my wife that put that together. And, you know, I always wind up doing artwork for stuff, for flyers and, and promotion, stuff like that. Drawings of people with mohawks and skulls and that sort of thing. <laughs> but you did an excellent job for us with our uh, skull people. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we love it. We rock it all the time. Cool. Check I'm glad. this out. So in this. Yeah. And wait, not, oh, this is not working out the way I planned. Time no. out. 
The artwork is not only on the back of the phone. <laughs> it's, it's in the phone the, itself. In the phone. In the phone. It's everywhere. <laughs> Sweet. I was pretty happy to see it in that bathroom, though. <laughs> it's just like, you know, there was a nice surprise. There was one time in Pet Shop a couple weeks ago. I don't know how this happened. I should have taken a picture of it, but I didn't. For some reason, there were two stickers, like, in the toilet. In the toilet. In the toilet. It's the first time I've ever seen stickers. I think it's the first time I've ever seen stickers in the toilet before. And I feel really bad for whoever had to handle that because I don't believe they're there anymore. Were they Tales from the Pit stickers? Yeah, there were two like next to each other. Like it was on purpose. And I have no idea how that happened. I was not responsible for that. I kind of wish I was, but that would have been a little terrible. There was in the bowl. In the bowl. Somebody put our stickers. I hope that's a nice thing. But they were like face up. They weren't like. So it's like. I hope somebody doesn't want to pee on us. <laughs> it's not the most visible spot in the bathroom. That's true. All right, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happens. I've seen that done before. But I, it seems like you'd have to, to drain the bowl first. Like maybe you disconnect the bobble on the inside of the tank and then flush it so that it doesn't fill back up and yeah, then stick it. Yeah, because it has an adhesive stay right. to like the wetness. I it's have wet. no idea. That is awesome. I wish you took a picture. I, I was like, what? I <laughs> wish that one of us at this table could take the credit for that because <laughs> you did all the artwork. We stick in places. And that I left <laughs> a bunch of stickers there once, so maybe it was because of uh, that. And someone just got a little drunk and saucy and just said, yeah. okay, let me do it. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> Again, I wish I could have taken credit for that. So, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still going back to this whole London punk picnic situation because it uh-huh. sounds great. Um, and why haven't we ever done this? We're on vacation now. <laughs> yeah. It happens every year. So you you were just like, I'm going to do it this year? And yeah, then we, you we decided we were going to do it. Yeah. Like how much, I mean, I can't imagine how much work that is. And then to get everybody to agree. And Yeah, I mean, especially it, with punks, it's like herding cats, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was like that during the during the shows as well. Actually, we had to change venues about halfway through because one of the bars that we were doing it at, and this is like a specifically like a punk rock thing where people decide they don't want to pay to get into the show. You know, like the, saving all the money for beer, I guess. But like in one of the bathrooms, there was a a very like one of those windows. It's like high above on the wall, but very like very short window, you know, that like yes. you could get through if you like slid through it. Yes. And that's what people were doing. Like they broke, they broke the grating off of the window so that they could like slide in through the bathroom window to get into the show for free. And the bar wasn't having it, you know, so we wound yeah. up having to change venues for like the last two days or something. Can we ask how much it was to get into the show? Like six pounds. Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's like two practically beers. nothing. It's like that's two like beers. Two beers. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> like, all they had. I still, would... I still think that you should pay to go to the show and support the bands. I'm yeah. not, I'm just, you know, and support the scene. You want to yeah. keep it going, you know, right. like, so then, so how did you just on the fly change to another, had venue? to find another bar that, that day? Uh, I think it was, yeah, with, I mean, cause it was all scheduled. The, the days were scheduled. So, you know, we had to do it pretty quickly. And how many days did this? I think altogether it was like five days. Okay. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah. And that was actually one of the short London punks picnics. You know, they used to be like, if you went back like 15, 20 years ago, they used to be like 10 days long, you know. By any chance was it, or when you were there, did you ever go up to Camden Town and yeah. do that whole scene? Yeah. I used to, I, yeah. I mean, if you ever walked around there, what when, what years were you there? Or what year were you there? I was there 2004. Okay. So it's it's not unlikely that you would have walked by me drinking a bottle of, oh, I hope so. uh, of cider on the bridge. Oh, I hope <laughs> so. I do. It was yeah. fun there. It was definitely, it, it was unlike any other place I, at, up until that point that I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's very... <laughs> I mean, how how would you explain it? It's, I don't want to, I mean, you have to categorize it because it is like a, a certain type of group conjugates there. In Camden. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but it's just like people, very expressive people. Like you would see the girls with the big rope hair. Oh yeah. Like the cyber goths and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like they were everywhere and I, I've yeah. never seen that in my life. And their shoes are like. 18 inches high yeah. and their hair is also 18 inches high and long and like all sorts of colors it was insane and that was a big time for that i mean that yeah. that was like was really that neat. sort of like post marilyn manson era where yes. like you know it 
the people that would have gotten into that would have ventured further into like the sort of industrial goth scene. And it, it, it changed in there. Like I, I, I still like to think of, of those goths as being like guys walking around in like Renaissance clothing, but that's like way long ago, you know, by that point they were like gluing foil to their faces and stuff <laughs> so that they look like robots. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but yeah, you would just see it was characters there. But they weren't characters. That's just what these people. That's what they are. That's who they were. But it to to me it was. They weren't. I don't know if this is how you perceived it. I didn't feel like they were there putting on a show. They were there because they could be themselves in that place. Yeah. And that's the type of. That's that was the feeling when you went to Camden Town. It wasn't. You know, I, and I've never been to the. The Harajuku, where the girls like dress up, and it's like that area of Japan where they feel like they can be themselves. It was like that type of a thing in London, but it was all different kinds of people. It was it was nuts, and I I don't know if it's like that anymore. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't been there since then. So I mean, I've been gone for nine years now, which seems really crazy to me. I've been gone for longer than I was there because it was such a huge period in my life yeah you know um i don't i don't know i can't imagine that it would go away you know like something that happened in new york is that as the rents increased which it's like an old boring conversation that everybody has to have constantly the rent's too damn high the rent is too damn high you know (laughs) there's become sort of like a fringe culture diaspora you know where everybody's sort of spread out and living in different areas and stuff. There's no central places to kind of meet up anymore, you know? Um, And from what I gather, London is kind of going through a lot of the same stuff right now. You know, like I'm on Facebook and I still have a lot of friends over there that complain about the cost of living and they're moving to other places outside of, outside of London Mm -hmm. itself, just outside because that's where they have to live and stuff. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I don't, I haven't, even seen pictures of Camden for like Me a good either. five years. So I don't know. I'd be curious. I hope, I hope, hope, hope that it didn't lose that. They had a big fire. You know, there was the stables, which is the area. Like if you go down to the end where the bridge is, yes. there's like this big sort of enclosed in brick, open air brick area with like, you know, uh, food, food stalls and, you know, stores where you could buy rockabilly gear and yeah. goth gear and stuff like that, you know, giant boots. Yes. And, uh, and there was a fire there like last year or something. Really? Yeah, it was a big fire. And so I think that, you know, I could be wrong, but I, I think that they're in the process of sort of putting that back together right now. So I don't, I don't know. I hope they put it back together the right way. Yeah. Not the wrong way. <laughs> so it's like a whole area that's like St. Mark's, but huge. Yeah. Yes. That was that's nice. actually a good. I was gonna say the comparison would be St. Mark's, yeah. But even on a on a grander scale and a lot of different types of, I don't even. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's like where so all cool. the all the freaks hang out. Yeah. So. Yeah, but like everybody was nice. Yeah. Like you don't feel. Uh, it wasn't like you don't. Yeah, like I went and I didn't feel uncomfortable. I do. I wasn't. Now I was just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans and whatever. You, uh, anybody can fit in there. Yeah. That was, I think, what was so cool about it. Um, yeah, that was off of the black line. I don't know, off of the the black vine line. You know, on the tube. Oh, that was the black one. It was the black one. <laughs> I, I got around by color there. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, yellow. That's what's so easy to do over there. You had to know what color line you needed to get on, and you get there. That's kind of a lot of people do that here too. Yeah. Yeah, but they have Express and not Express here. Oh, yeah. Whereas there, they, I don't think they had Express. No. So it was either you went one way or the other. Oh, okay. And it was, so it was simple in that way. And I know that was, that was off of the black one. I don't remember what the black <laughs> one was called. I lived off I the blue one. I say, <laughs> I lived off of, oh, you lived off of the Piccadilly line. I think oh, no, that's wait, what it was. I, I, I lived off the Victoria line. That may have been the blue one. May have been. I feel like it probably was. <laughs> I think I was off of the yellow or green. I'm just going to pick both. I couldn't use both. <laughs> I'm not sure. I took those a lot because I went to school off of Baker Street. Okay. 
Um, so I took the yellow line. Nobody gives a shit about this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just rambling about the tube. That means you have to keep it. <laughs> Danger Mind mouse. the gap. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I did. I was only there for four months, but I loved London. And I really wish I knew about this picnic situation. But what time of year? Was Summer. It? Okay, I wasn't. I was there in the winter. Uh, yeah. So I would have missed so it. you would have missed anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. I feel a little bit better. About the situation. Yeah. Because if I knew about that, that just sounds like a great time. So you just have shows for five days mm-hmm. at a bar. Yeah, yeah. People pay or don't pay six pounds. Well, it's a choice. the idea is that they pay. Also, you, you can the go bands. through the bathroom window. Yeah. <laughs> Throw back to the Beatles a little bit. It's really one. aggravating. <laughs> but she came in through the bathroom yeah. window. Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, it had to be frustrating for you, but also you said it was like hurting cats. What yeah. happened when you changed the venue? I mean, people went, you know, okay. and you just got the word out and people went where they like needed the to go. bands? You got them there? Yeah. Okay, that's Yeah, good. I mean, they were there. <laughs> they were they were going to play. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, there's not an enormous amount of money in punk rock. Well, <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they were yeah. they were playing because they were playing right. more than anything. Yeah. I just meant to get them to the new venue. Oh, Did yeah. they know? It's generally the same area <laughs> as well. Oh, okay. You know, well, so that. they didn't have to go to like Hammersmith or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Because, yeah, you know, the minute you tell the cat to go somewhere, the cat will not go there. No. <laughs> They'll go the opposite way. Yeah, of course. There's actually two of them. There's Because, you know, the, the Thames splits the, it splits the city in half in a way that, you know, the river that runs through. It splits mm-hmm. the city in half in a way that makes it difficult to to move back and forth between the two freely if you're, you know, hanging out all night or whatever, especially because the trains stop running at 11 o'clock. 11, yeah, that was always Ooh. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trains stop running at 11. The bars close at 11 as well. They open at like 8. <laughs> so yeah. People get their drinking in, but... They do, uh, but the clubs are all open later. Yeah. So that was a good thing, but then you had to be at a club. So that was a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the soccer games are at normal times because they're over there. So you can't even say that's what the bars uh, are early. Can I pause and just tell a soccer story or a football story really quick? Speaking of bars, times, drinking. So I went over there and I was only 20. So first I was stoked because I'm like, I can buy alcohol in a bar. Yeah. And that's awesome. A. B. I can buy alcohol in a bar, and I, I'm going to do that. So it's pretty much like that's all we ever wanted to. We just wanted to drink, and you could. It's a there's a big drinking culture. Yeah, over you're there. allowed to drink. You were allowed to drink on the street at that time as well. You yeah, could just walk and, down the street with beer. And in school, they encouraged us to go have a pint if we were like had to open our mind and you know whatever. So through the school, you could do different activities. You could sign up, and one of them we did was to go to a soccer game or a football game, and we went and we each bought two big beers and we went to take them into the actual like seating area and then we walked up and they were like oh no you can't bring beer in here so we were like what are we going to do with this so we downed two pints in like 10 minutes and then we went and sat in our seat and we're like we want more we want more so we ran back out and we got two more pints and downed those by the end of the game I was seeing two of every single player on the field I I don't think I had been that drunk that fast because it's stronger over there. Yeah, it's definitely stronger. Yeah. Dago stronger. Pounding. Proper pints. Not yeah. not these <laughs> bullshit pints we have here. Like yeah. a proper pint. Yeah, it's like a 16 ounce, I yeah. think. Yeah, as opposed to the 12. And this is a girl who grew up drinking Natty Ice and Miller Lite. Light, so I didn't really know what like actual beer was. Yeah. Ooh, that was rough. You yeah, your ass kicked that day. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. And then you also had to pee to use the public restrooms. I mean, pay, not pee. Oh, yeah. They had that 20, you dropped like a 20 pence piece (laughs) into it. So I had to pee so bad because I drank all this when we got to the train station. I couldn't find money and they wouldn't let you in. And oh, it was was a rough night. But it was fun. But anyway. Okay. So uh, so back to the split of the river. Yeah. (laughs) What happens is because of that, like, so... What happens because of that is that there's also a South London punks picnic. And there's a North London one and a South London one. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, the the scenes are are slightly different as well. You know, like maybe they're different now. I don't know. It's like I said, it's been a while. But um, the the North was a little. It leaned a little more towards like. 
oi and you know like uh UK 82 like early 80s street punk that sort of thing whereas mm-hmm. the south was a little more towards uh anarcho punk mm-hmm. so you had like more crust bands there and <clears throat> excuse me that sort of thing uh i i tended to like to see the bands that were playing in the south more but mm-hmm. i very rarely went because <laughs> If I went there, I was just going to have to stay there overnight because I wasn't going to spend three hours on a bus trying to get home. You know? right. yeah. And it was even so bad that I had, on a couple of occasions, friends in bands in New York that came over to play in South London, mm-hmm. and I didn't go see them, even though I had not seen them for years, like really good friends of mine. that mm-hmm. I, I was just like... Well, shit! I, you know, I want to see you. I want to see your band play, but South London. You, know, like. <laughs> you are on the wrong side of the river, my yeah, friend. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you were, um, when you were doing and getting all the bands to play for the North London Punk Picnic that we now know, um, <laughs> did you sneak a couple of bands in that you would find <laughs> that may have played at the South one and been like, well, uh, since I'm doing it, I'm gonna put. Sprinkle yeah, this no, we definitely had a couple bands. There you that, go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of the bands were friends and stuff as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, not so much the ones that were from other countries because I didn't really hang out with them mm-hmm. all the time. But you know, uh, oh god, I can't, it's it's terrible. I can't even remember who played it anymore. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, the important thing is that you did it and you were there. Yeah. And you have the memory. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what I did yesterday, and that's not even, I'm not even kidding. So don't feel bad about that. Right. I have a shit memory. Yeah. Um, been working on it, but I can totally relate. So do you still go to a lot of shows now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, if I can, you know, like if I have the time, if I have the money. What's your, do you have a, a venue you prefer? <laughs> what was the last one I went to? I think the last show that I went to was at Gold Sounds. You know Gold Sounds? No. No. It's in Brooklyn. I think it's in Bushwick. Hmm. Yeah, it's in Bushwick. That's a big bar. There's a a, uh, a performance space in the back of it that's pretty nice. A large, a large oh, performance neat. space. And one of the weirdest things is one of the bartenders there is somebody that I used to drink two liter bottles of cider cider with on a bridge in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You're like, hey, yeah. bring it around full circle. Yeah, yeah. Wait that's a awesome. Sounds is the bar that used to be on the corner of my old apartment. What the hell was it called beforehand? I used to go there all the time, and then they closed it know. while we were right before I left. And now that's what it is. Now what? it's that place. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I love how everything comes by full circle. Mm. Cider guy. Yeah, yeah. Old Cider apartment guy. gal. <laughs> oh man, that bar was cool. Well, you don't remember what it was called. Then? I don't remember what it was called, but no, this is totally it. Which street did on? they put a stake? Uh, Wilson. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. And you yeah, don't remember who you saw so there last? Weird. The last band I saw there was Killer of Sheep. It's a <laughs> hardcore band from I think they're from Philly. And they're Ooh, they're great. That's where I'm from. They're great. If you get a chance to see them, you should, hardcore you should watch sheep? them. Okay. Killer of Sheep. Killer of Sheep. They're a hardcore band from Philly. I just mushed your entire <laughs> Thought together. Yeah, yeah. hardcore <laughs> I sheep. Just, I heard, I heard like pieces, and I'm like, okay, all right. So, killer of sheep. Yeah, from Philly. Yeah, and definitely I've gonna got, check those. Got out. a friend who I'll give him a shout out. My friend Bob Johnson runs a, Hi, a booking company called Scenic, and they're putting on like tons of great shows. Most of the like, pretty most much most of the time. That actually, that Converge Neurosis show was one that he put on it as well. I believe hi this again, is Bob. hi Bob. I believe <laughs> hi this again, is Bob. the second episode in a row that Bob Johnson oh, really? has been brought up. Wow! Because um, a friend of mine from Philly, she was up recording with us the, this past weekend. Her name's Amanda. She was in a band called Gang from okay. Philly. I don't know if you've ever I heard don't. of them. Um, and she also talked about Bob Johnson. So yeah. hey, Bob. Bob's a good guy, and he he knows what's going on. Hi, Bob. Know. We'd love to hang out with you. Yeah, let's hang out, Bob. <laughs> yeah. So do you put on, so, well, you also do a lot of um, artwork for bands. I haven't for a while, but I have done a bunch of covers and T-shirts and flyers and things like that in the past. And how did you get into that whole thing? I'm, you just were like, hey, I 
We'll do this. I, well, I'm an artist and I'm around is yeah. what it is. So <laughs> <laughs> if people are like, hey, you want to do a cover? You want to design a logo or something like that? You know, so yeah. I wind up doing that. That's yeah. so fun, Yeah, though. it's fun. I always enjoy doing stuff for bands. Do you feel like they're more open to being super creative and you don't have any as many restrictions with your art when you're doing stuff for bands? Well, you know, one of the things about doing art for bands as opposed to like doing illustration for like, you know, advertisement or for, you know, editorial illustration or something is that uh, I, I can, I, my subject matter tends to be a little on the dark side for lack of a better word. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, if I want to draw horrible things, I can draw horrible things without having (laughs) somebody on the business end being like, yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to fly. You know, these people look kind of unhappy. Like, in, in, if ever anybody asks me to draw happy people, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. It's like, have you checked my portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> like, which is amazing, know? by the way. Yeah, Thank which you. is fantastic. <laughs> so everybody should check it out. We'll have a link to it. Yeah, cool. We'll link out. Um, yeah, no, that was when I was younger. I always wanted to paint murals on on buildings or do like. Pretty much what you're saying you do. Like I wanted to do an album cover or something and I just didn't pursue it, which sucks. But I don't think You can uh, still do it. Why yeah. can't you do it now? I feel like I haven't picked up a a pencil in like three years to actually draw something. You know? Ah. Because I'm now in that that, that ad world you're talking about mm. that kind of sucks your soul, but also is I mean, I don't hate it. I like what I do, but I feel like I put out a lot of energy and creativity into that, even though it's not necessarily what I, my passion or like the, my love of the subject matter isn't always something I love, but I like what I do, if that makes any sense. So when I feel like when I come home, I'm like, man, I don't feel like drawing now. Yeah. I want to do something else. Do yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, I just did this all day and now I want to play with Legos or do something mindless. <laughs> Which is talk to people about live music, <laughs> yeah, or that. I watch General Hospital. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> actually, uh, that it's not that far. I was watching ER recently. They um, put that on Netflix, and I was yeah. like, "What? Go back to my youth." It's not as good as it was. No, no. I've, well, I've, at least the first season, I got through like a couple episodes, and I'm like, I remember this being much better. But. I've seen two episodes of ER. I've seen two episodes of ER, and one of them I've seen twice. <laughs> you know, like how that happens where you decide you're yeah. going to turn on TV, and it's like, oh, I've already seen this one. That this. happens with Law & Order, I feel like, all the yes. time. There's Whenever like I turn on, I'm like, I've seen episodes this one. of that, too. There is, but <laughs> yeah. it's always the same one when I put on, and it's always SVU, and it's always the same one of SVU. I feel like that's the big one. Right. But... Oh, that that show is that it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> SVU, yeah, no, I won't yeah. watch it. It's just, just exploitation. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I, I like people really like this show so much. They're all terrible. Yeah, it's all people doing terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Oh, yikes! Okay, enough <laughs> about that. <laughs> So yeah. I did a podcast about General Hospital. I you did. did. I had a podcast about General Hospital for about a year and a half. Really? Yeah. Tell us about it. It was, <laughs> what can I say? It was called Planet Lumina. Uh, That's awesome. And it was just me and my girlfriend talking about General Hospital for an hour a week. They shoot it, <laughs> they shoot it every day. Like those people, they work every day of the week, except for the weekend, obviously, like 52 weeks out of the year. You know, they get their, they get their scripts like two days before they shoot. You know, it's it's like I can't even imagine what they go through as far as their production pipeline. You know, it's it's got to be crazy. But because they show it every day, our recap would have to be recorded on a Saturday or Sunday in order to get it out by Monday morning so that people could listen to it before they watched the next week going in. And so it was a really tight schedule for us and I just you know I I couldn't keep up like if we had figured out a way to pre-record things that would have made sense but there's no way you can do that when they're constantly going you know you're just talking about stuff that's over already yeah 
And it, the thing with that is, well, here's the one good thing about soap operas is that you can the one good thing. <laughs> I mean, there's many good things, but one of one of the best things about them is that you can talk about something and it will still be relevant in about two years. Yes. <laughs> the same plot line yeah, yeah. is still happening two years from now. That's totally true. I remember uh, uh, Pam... Shout out to to the Pam. She, uh, when I was younger, she uh, worked at home. And some, when I would say home, she would always watch Days of Our Lives. Oh, yeah. And there was another one she used to watch. So when I was around, I would watch them with her. And I remember I could not watch it for two months and come in and still know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Be able to pick right up. And I'm like, this is still happening? It's an amazing feat of writing, the way that yeah, they string you along insane. in that way. Because there's also stuff that happens that... You, like if you stay away from it for months and you go back and you watch it, like stuff has happened that's changed the situation drastically. But like 50% of the dialogue in it is exposition, you know? So like you, you go and watch it and it's like, you know, Faison's coming. Wait, Faison, the one that held you captive and <laughs> stole your child. Yes, that's the one, <laughs> you know, like, so you always, you yeah. they always, catch you back up while you're watching. And that's one of the yeah. reasons why it takes so long for them to get through storylines is because half of it is not actually uh, plot moving. It's just sort of like trying to reel people in so that they yeah. they become addicted to it, which they've done quite well with me. <laughs> Do you still watch it? Yeah, every night. <laughs> I have Hulu. Yeah, I have Hulu at home for the sole purpose of being able to watch General Hospital every day. <laughs> I'm very nosy. So. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. I ask a shit ton of questions. I'm like, I want to know everything. Um, but yeah, is there anything anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like we've gotten other... so far away from music and shows at this point. Well, not really. We always circle back around. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, we 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 talked about the you know the Hellfest and yeah. you putting on the punk picnic, which yeah. is. Badass. Chilling with, <laughs> Chillin with Mike Patton. <laughs> Chilling with Mike Patton. <laughs> I think we got a lot Which is in. Because the last story I heard about Mike Patton is when he did that Dillinger show, he was like wasted and like almost didn't come out and everything. So now this kind of like resets him for me. Yeah. What show was that? So those last Dillinger Escape Plan shows, and he did an EP with them, and so oh. they did the whole EP one night, and so that's why I say like the Mike Patton is God people because a lot of them were at that show. Oh. <laughs> but he was like, apparently the story was that he was like totally wasted, and they had to like push him out to play because he almost like, didn't come out, and he was kind of like all over the place. Huh. But and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, Mike Patton. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Sometimes that could be fun. <laughs> Which that's, that's why I was like probing a little bit more because that's the last story I heard too. I mean, he performed great. The, you know. Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. So, so I was like, so how was that? <laughs> Which is another reason I probed you on it. Hmm. But, yep, probed. Probed. I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, the Butthole Surfers play one time and Gibby was drunk and throwing bottles of whiskey into the air and shooting them with a shotgun. <laughs> there was, what? <laughs> I know their shows are pretty legendary. But where the hell was that? Oh, yeah, that was at Irvine Meadows in ninety or ninety one. It was the in Southern California. That was at Lollapalooza. That at the is first insane. Lollapalooza. Yeah. Like with a shotgun. Yeah, with actual bullets in it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, don't mess with that band. They do some crazy shit. Okay. Well, I don't even know. He was like, Gibby was like, fucking some lady on stage or something. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't that that happen? I I wouldn't surprise me. I I think they were the band where that happened. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about them to. This is all blowing my mind. Which is easy to do, but <laughs> like this is nuts. The legendary X-rated butthole surfer show at Danceteria. I was at Danceteria. Wow. Have you been yeah. there? That's no, a, that's, no, a, that's, a name. that's a long time ago. Danceteria is oh. gone now. So. Yeah. Where was that? Where is Danceteria? Was it in the city? I think. Yeah. But oh, it was here. It, it ah. was. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. That, okay. They're that. They're that band. That's yeah, well. pretty amazing. Best case, everybody. Everybody was. 
stoked about it and wanted to do the thing, and then they did it, and hurrah for them. That <laughs> is true. Hurrah! It's, it's legendary now. It it's is. Like, it is. Like Stevie it Nicks is. getting cocaine blown up, blown up her ass with a straw. <laughs> And we are full circle back to Fleetwood Mac. And on that note, <laughs> that's how we're going to close yes. it. Yeah. And we are good. Thank you so much for yeah. coming and doing this with us and yeah. finally getting to meet you and not just seeing you over the internet and typing and emails. Yeah. Typing okay. emails about like, your art is great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for us. We love it. It's the best. Yeah. I'm really happy you're happy with it. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. We wear it proud. Daily basis. Yep. Hoodie. Phones, toilets, <laughs> toilets. Apparently, the toilet. apparently <laughs> yeah. toilets. It's everywhere. Yeah. So and I'm just gonna assume that that's a positive thing with a toilet. <laughs> yeah, people see it. As yeah. am I now? <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. All right. Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening to Tales from the Pit. You can find bonus content on our website, talesfromthepitpod.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Tales from the Pit Pod. And if you have a story you want to share, drop us a line at talesfromthepitpod at gmail.com. Yes!